Welcome to the Uncommon CEO Podcast, where we unpack the mindset, skills, and wisdom it takes to become an uncommon leader in a common world with your host, the Uncommon CEO himself, Andrew Smart. All right, Andrew, back to another episode of the Uncommon CEO Podcast. And today's has a theme around a a character from a popular television show. So why don't you tell us what you... What you got going on, and maybe we'll get in depth and determine if we're talking the same language here. So today, I want to talk about Cartman's Triangle. So that's the the shorter, portlier child from South Park. Well, um, there is a character on South Park okay. named after this, right? Yeah, yeah. Same thing. Or are we talking about something? I don't know different? if it's exactly the same thing. Okay, <laughs> but um, um, you have to refresh me. Tell me what about that character. So yes, he was a a manipulative, selfish young man who took advantage of his friends on a regular basis. Um, he always had some scheme hatched to to make money or to to take advantage of others, and kind of the not the type of kid I'd want to be friends with. It's kind of interesting, um, you know. There's probably from the writers and creators. There's probably a reason why they named him Cartman. Okay. Why is that? Well, as we get into this discussion of Cartman's Triangle, it might it might reveal itself a little bit. Okay. Um, because, you know, I, I mean, that's a pretty successful show that South Park has, gosh, how many years has that show been on? Um, 20 plus. It's easily. like The Simpsons, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It was felt like it was around when I was in middle school. I mean, it's like who killed Kenny, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> so, um, but I mean, obviously, uh, very successful show, and the writers have intentionality when they write things, and so mm-hmm. there's. But I did want to talk about um, Cartman's Triangle because I um, there's a lot of people who don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, sharing with you, Matt, you've never heard of it, right? Not referred to as such. As we chatted through it a little bit earlier, I. I, it resonates now, but yeah, by itself, I wouldn't have known that term. But you've heard me share many, many times um, outside of this podcast that everything in life revolves around relationships. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, business, I mean, everything, everything in life is around relationships and how we, how we interact in those relationships. And so years ago, when I, um, when I, set out to do some personal development. Um, I, the first quote coach, um, you know, therapist, and this person was a coach. It was a business person who actually got into, uh, you know, working and did some, um, uh, psychological work too when she, when she sold her business, but she was a very highly successful business person. She was in the food mm-hmm. industry and had a pretty, very successful franchise company and sold her company. And, and when she finished uh, that part of her life, she wanted to get into a new stage and went back to school and got her master's degree in psychology and mm-hmm. and started working with a lot of highly successful people. She has a phenomenal business and works with, I mean, all kind of other business leaders. And 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 I enjoyed, I worked with her for years and, um, um, and now have uh, worked with a lot of others, but she was the first one I worked with. And she... She introduced me to this 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 concept or this 
this term Cartman's triangle. Mm-hmm. And obviously I had never heard of it before. And, and so, and so it's a relationship dynamic and it was, it was created in the late sixties by Dr. Stephen Cartman. And a little interesting fact about Stephen Cartman. He, um, went to Duke university. Um, he moved out to California, um, and did some, uh, in, in the sixties and did some psychological study and work out there and ended up getting involved, um, in movies and studio business and as part of the actors guild and, and, and came up with this, I mean, this, this, this psychological study on, on the dynamics of relationship and how, how the dramas of relationships can play out and how often our relationships and dramas play into these very unhealthy zones and, 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 and kind of how they tend to have this triangular effect to it. Because we've talked about triangulation before. Yeah. And how, how communication and triangulation, how we, how, how triangulation and communication is not a good thing, right? No, absolutely not. Well, we, we very often can work into a triangulation of relationship. Mm-hmm. And he patterned this triangulation of where we don't want to be into three points. He, he, he said that, and this is going to be interesting because remember I told you he was in the movie business. Mm-hmm. And before I go into these points, Matt, when, when you go to, you know, an app, a Netflix, you know, a Hulu, HBO max, sure. you know, mm-hmm. you, you, you see these icons that come up. Okay. And the icons can be, you know, action, comedy, drama. Mm, yes. Okay. Where do you tend to go? I'm probably a comedy guy where they don't make comedies like they used to. But yeah, I tend to go comedy. When where action. does your wife go? Oh, she probably would lean more towards the, the dramatic or unfortunately mm-hmm. sometimes reality side of things. Okay. Interesting you say that. Quite often, reality TV has what in it? All three of those things, mainly the drama. The drama. Drama TV. When it's time for Indian matchmaking, you know it's going to be an action drama packed app. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Drama TV. I mean, Mm -hmm. we we can can whip off a bunch of shows that are all about drama. Mm -hmm. I mean, and so, yes, it is, you know, that, I mean, these people who create this kind of content they know their audience oh yeah and so i mean and 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 if you want to hang with your wife i mean sometimes you got to watch what she wants right yep sometimes some real housewives are going to be on the on the screen there's no drama in that is there it is exclusively drama and no humor whatsoever (laughs) right yeah so so yeah drama and so so drama and in the movie, that's that's kind of where he started playing an emphasis in and, and created this concept mm-hmm. that it actually played in life, played in our work life, played in our personal life, and he made it this pointed triangle of, of, of how we work into these zones that don't play well and how we operate. And so he, he pointed out, and you think about this, so let's talk about drama. So he, on one point, you have this context of this persecutor. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, when you when you hear this term persecutor, what comes to mind? Oh, I mean, religiously, the, the perse- persecution of Christ would be part of it. So the idea of somebody that's out to get somebody else. Okay. Mm-hmm. So so the, the persecutor can also be termed villain. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you just flip it into another term. So villain. So so in a drama deal, you've got someone, you know, you, per- you someone's the bad person, right? You can yeah. someone's gonna be the bad person, okay? So then you've got, you know, this term called the rescuer or the hero. Yeah, the protagonist, antagonist dynamic. Protagonist, shows, antagonist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you've got those two at, at a point, what else you got? The victim. Victim. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you've got, you know, quote, persecutor, victim, rescuer, hero, victim. Okay? And what is what is the basis of a victim? Uh, it's somebody that has been wronged in one way, shape, or form, or feels they've been wronged. Okay? So, in any given show, and definitely any drama movie we watched, you... It doesn't matter which one we watch. We can go. We can go watch a hundred different drama movies. Those three basic points are in all of them, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's 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 the villain, there's the hero, and there's the victim, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so you know, Cartman, Doctor Cartman started breaking out the dynamics of these relationships and how they play with each other. Because here's the funny thing about a victim. Okay, so let's, let's, you know, I pointed out those two, but let's, let's really talk about a victim. How does a victim operate? In your mind, Matt, how does a victim operate? Oh, I mean, it's, to me, it's the martyrdom. Oh, woe is me. Somebody did me wrong. Sympathize with me. They're, you know, and there's true victims. Absolutely. Uh, but when we're talking, talking about a victim in a show, it's, it's generally somebody who wants to elicit sympathy from somebody else, be it the viewer, be it the hero, whatever. How many times have you watched a movie and you've seen the victim and, and, and you're like, you're watching this person who's, quote, the victim, but they're always doing stupid things. Mm-hmm. Every horror movie ever made. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I mean, and, like you're like watching them. Like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like you're like. I mean, it's like they they just like they like they can't think for themselves, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like they don't want to think for themselves. And like you're like and you're like you're like you're like watching this. You might like, if you would just if you just go the different direction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and so what what you see. What you see consistent in victims, they love being the victim. Mm-hmm. That you, that's what you see in a victim. They love being victimized. That's what you see in a consistent victim mind. Mm-hmm. They love victimization. And so, so what is the relationship, you know, you know, with the victim? So, so in order to be a victim, you have to have someone who's kind of the the antagonist. So, so a victim has to have a villain, a per, someone who's hurting them, right? Yeah. Okay. So, so here's an interesting point. In life, okay, um, in the dynamics of, of of relationships, let's just talk about in business. Um, can someone play a victim in business life? 
Oh, absolutely. They can, or they can position themselves as a victim. Yeah. Okay. Well, how, how can someone be a victim? Well, uh, I'm not getting the resources I need to be able to do my job effectively, or, oh, I just don't, I'm not getting the cooperation from other team members in order to be a success. Generally, it's... I'm not getting supported. Yeah, it's projecting out mm-hmm. what what could be done differently as opposed to what could I do differently. Correct. Correct. It's the, it's, it's the constant what I didn't get, what mm-hmm. I didn't have to me. That is a constant victim mentality. Yeah, it's like okay. the Schrodinger's cat way of approaching things that if... If it never would have happened, could it could it have gone through a different way? Right, right. Mm-hmm. So think about this. So the victim will constantly talk that way. That's the language of a victim, you know, in work. You know what? You know why they didn't get this? Why always like mm-hmm. that? You know the the support, the tools, and the, I mean all these kind of things. Okay, and so you know, so it would be like that. So, it, but what's also interesting is. They can project that towards an individual, a supervisor. Mm-hmm. So, Matt, you could have someone on your team who could be looking at you and, and saying, well, Matt doesn't support me. Matt doesn't give me the resource. Matt doesn't help me. Mm-hmm. Matt, Matt, Matt could constantly do that. But here's another way the victim could be treating you as well. That same victim could also make you a hero, too. Yeah. I mean... Matt, have you ever had anybody on your team that 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 also says, God, well, you know, Matt, he's just a great guy. Matt's always you ever had somebody praise you? Luckily, yes. Okay. I have. Have you ever had, you know, someone talk great about you and then turn around and make you a villain too? Most likely as well, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's how victims operate. Victims, people who operate in victim land can take people from heroes to persecutors, heroes to villains. They will shift you constantly. People who live in that world. Victims love being victims. Mm -hmm. Okay? They love living in the world of victimhood. That's, that's, That's where victims like to stay. So, so just so we're clear, that's the victim world. And that's, you know... What you know that you know Cartman was saying, victims operate in that world. They'll treat a hero, they'll they'll make you a hero today and cause you to be a villain tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that's it's it's the Batman mentality, right? Remember what remember, you know, yeah, you, you know that you live long enough, you know, you're a hero. Live long enough to become the villain. You live long mm-hmm. enough to become the villain. Okay. Now, but let's talk a little bit about you know, how, how that, quote, villain operates, that, quote, persecutor. Okay, what, what, what is, what, how, how does that person operate? Well, that person tends to be self-serving and sees people as a pawn to get them to where they want to be. That everybody yeah, is a piece of right a puzzle. Damn right they do. Yeah. People are tools for them. Mm-hmm. People, this is this is quite honestly what we see in business, and this is a danger, okay? Because if you're if you're quote a quote persecutor villain, they're a dangerous person too, mm-hmm. because 
at the end of the day, they can come across sometimes looking like a hero. Yeah, and you get Stockholm syndrome from the people on the <laughs> persecuted side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 so, man, they're great. They're a hero. But at the end of the day, who are they about? Themselves. Themselves. Mm-hmm. They are all about themselves, and they will they will kill. <laughs> they will do whatever they got to do. Mm-hmm. You know, to make sure that they look after themselves. But they they can mask at many times as a hero. And 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 I don't want that to come across like these are that they're not necessarily bad people. They can be bad people. Mm-hmm. I've known them. I've had them with me. I've had them work for me where they were really manipulative. And they they knew how to manipulate at such a high level. You know, that they man, they would get people, man, believing into them that they were and I'm like, man, mm-hmm. th- that they were so good at that. Sometimes they're not meaning, you know, that they they're not bad people, but they can just kind of fluctuate sometimes into that zone. But then there's some people who just are. Mm-hmm. And so, so yeah, that's that's a that's one you got to watch out, you know, in a bad zone. And 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 so that's 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 kind of that villain persecutor. What about the hero? I mean, the hero for the most part, genuinely just wants to see things better. They're the fixer. They're the ones that want to lift others up and occasionally, um, you know, humility should be the part of the hero, you know? You make a great point. Let me tell you something, the danger of the hero. Because the hero, the hero wants to help, Mm -hmm. okay? The hero is, the hero can point out the villain, Okay. The hero can point out the victim. The hero struggle is point out themselves. Mm-hmm. That's where the hero struggle is. I always want to help people. I always want. I, I have a passion of, of caring for others. Um, sometimes to a point where it's caused me problems, where I, I've cared and 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 and, and I'm overstepped my bounds sometimes in life. And this is where a hero can do overstep my bounds and realize, oh man, I don't need to do that. I mean, and that's where you know where. Where a hero, or that 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 person who wants really needs sometimes. Wait a minute. Make sure you're kind of looking at yourself. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're taking care of these kind of things on your side. So so a hero's got to make sure they're doing some deep reflection in themselves, because they can see all these things that you know they man. I want to make sure everybody's taking care. Of. But mm-hmm. but check inside first. <laughs> make sure you got everything yeah. covered up. That's that's the thing about the hero. And then the dynamics of these relationships, because they see a villain, they want the hero wants to take the villain out. Yep, that's that's. They, they, I mean, when they see the villain, I mean, they're like, I want to gun that one down. When they see the victim, they they're like, I want I want to help you out. And the the interesting part is the victim and the hero cannot see see the victim throws too often the hero into the persecutor zone. That's where that conflict comes in, but. So that that's the triangulation of what you know Dr. Carmen kind of threw into what he saw as the drama effect of relationships. And I think I think I think most people don't understand that. Mm-hmm. But I think I think most people live in this zone. Yeah, most people can't see it as an outsider. 
the victim doesn't know they play the victim. The villain often doesn't know they're the villain. Yeah. And so now that we kind of understand this is how we operate a lot of our lives, business, personal, I mean, I mean, what do we do about it? What do, if we see this is a dynamic of drama that we live in our lives, where do we want to take this? Well, um, you know, I learned, you know, you know, in, in, in my time with, with Leslie, this, this is the Cartman triangle. What I learned outside of her was the empowerment triangle. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so if we're in the Cartman triangle of all this drama, how do we get into the healthy zone? And we talked, and with Leslie, I talked about that because I mean, we, she was, she was working to help me understand that because the idea of understanding the drama triangle was you don't want to live in the drama triangle. Mm-hmm. But I learned the empowerment triangle, you know, from studying some other sources. So when we talk about the empowerment triangle, you kind of like, how do you change this mindset and terminology? And so the empowerment triangle has three different terminology points. One is challenger. Okay, when you hear the word challenger, what does that mean? Uh, Somebody that is willing to define notion or at least question the norm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. okay. Challenger is a person who is 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 not afraid to 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 you know to to you know look at things in a different perspective call things out right right is is to you know is a leadership mentality a leader should be a challenger right mm-hmm. if, if we if if we go back to the enneagram we've talked you know about the enneagram if you go to the enneagram an eight scale on the Enneagram is the challenging scale. Well, you know, on the Enneagram, I'm an eight. I'm a challenger. If we, if you base like what they consider the highest level of leadership on the Enneagram, that's what a challenger should be. One who is not afraid to call things out. So challenging things, looking at things different. There's a challenging side. Well, if you want to go from a challenging side, another point is coach. What does a coach mean? Coach is going to be somebody who is a guider of others, that they're going to shepherd people along and teach them and make sure that they get better, that they have a vested interest in making others better. Okay, so so let's use those two points, and then let's bring it back to what I talked about. So coach, okay? Coach is, 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 is basically the same on the negative side of a rescuer, okay? Do you want to be a coach or a rescuer? I'd say coach. Okay, because what's the difference between the two? I mean, a rescuer is somebody who's swooping in to to fix as opposed to proactively trying to guide. Exactly. You don't want to be in the rescue business. You want you want you want to be in the development business. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to be developing. Not fixing, right? Yeah, it's proactive versus reactive at the end of the day. Okay, a rescuer is constantly fixing. That's what a rescuer is doing. Coaching is developing. Mm-hmm. Okay, the, 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 the challenger versus the persecutor, okay? The challenger, okay, is not afraid to call out. The persecutor is about hurting. Mm-hmm. If, I'm, if I want to challenge you, Matt, do I want to hurt you? 
No, I don't want to hurt you. Gross. I want you to be better. But I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to say some things that might make you a little uncomfortable, right? Yeah. Yeah. As long as it's done the right way, it's it's got the right heart behind it. Well, a good leader or a person, a good coach, a good anything is going to say things that that, that are going to be a little uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's what a good a good father, a good mother. If you love your children, you're going to say sometimes things are going to be a little uncomfortable, right? Constantly, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, have you have you have you ever been in a position with any of your children where you've had to say something to make them cry? Yeah, I'm sure I have. Well, I'm sure you have too. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't, you will. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you you know, not because you want to make your children cry. That's not what. But there's times I did it this morning. Candidly, you know, this morning, um, my kids were up early. Uh, they were they were preparing um, a breakfast for their mother, planned it out. I mean, my my daughter, I did, did. I don't know what happened. I mean, a lot of prayer things that you know that enabled my daughter to get up early. She got up early and got dressed early. I mean, it was amazing. I mean, I was I was awake early. Next thing I know, she was up early. She beat my son up, and I don't think my son liked that very much. Mm-hmm. So when you know she was up making pancakes, and my son had to uh, go feed the dogs, which she does every morning. But I think his mind wasn't right because Claire beat him getting up this morning. Mm-hmm. And the younger dog um, um, didn't make it to the bathroom outside in time. And he was upset that he had to clean it up and, and was um, explaining how that was Claire's dog. And, um, and I had to tell him multiple times that clean it up, clean it up. Well, he kept whining over it. Well, I think he whined one too many times, and I got a little forceful into clean it up. Mm-hmm. He got it cleaned up, but he went around with his feelings hurt. Mm-hmm. And then we had a little coaching, challenging session in love. Mm-hmm. And and so, you know, that was a tough, challenging session, but loving, challenging session. He would text me later, you know. Um, telling me he loved me. Mm-hmm. I, said, I love you too, buddy. But sometimes you got to do that as a challenger. Yeah, absolutely. And so the last point on the triangle, because we talked about victim, right? Mm-hmm. You know, that, that, and we talked about how a victim operates. But the last point of the empowerment triangle is the creator. Okay. What is a creator? Well, it's somebody that's coming up with solutions or somebody that's coming up with new that they want to bring about a difference and they can only do that with firsthand involvement. Okay. You shared with me how a victim, you know, in a work environment operates, Mm -hmm. how they respond. How does a creator respond? Well, a creator generally comes up with new ways to to go about situations instead of just saying hey i'm going to react they're going to say well here's a different way to look at this and come up with a new solution so a creator looks at things in a solution mind Mm -hmm. they look at things that that 
no matter what the situation, they're thinking on new ideas, new opportunities, new ways. Mm-hmm. That's that's the creative mind. The creative mind, that's how it works. It's a can-do mentality, right? Mm-hmm. And that is, that is what, I mean, in order for us to be successful, we've got to have that creative mind, right? Yeah, you have to. Yes. And so you look at the dynamics of how those work together. Think about it. The creator wants to be challenged, right? Mm-hmm. And the creator wants to be coached, right? Yeah. Okay? And so and so think about the dynamics of the challenger. The challenger wants someone creative to challenge. Mm-hmm. You know, and wants to work with... You can see how that dynamic and how all that works well together versus... The drama triangle. Yep. And to be an effective, highly effective team and organization, if you stay into the healthy zone of the triangle, the empowerment zone, you can win. But if you stay in the unhealthy drama triangle in business and in life, man, it's exhausting, isn't it? Yeah. You don't have anybody to trust when that happens. No, it's, once it's, it's, trust it's, erodes. Well, it's exhausting. Yeah. It's absolutely exhausting. Been there many times. It's exhausting. Mm-hmm. And so what our job is to, in understanding the dynamics of relationships and drama, drama, drama is exhausting. And yet we're attracted to it. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it is, is us as human beings have this attraction to drama, but we are. And it sells. And it does. So Matt... That's what I want to share with you. I want to share with you the dynamics of relationship when it comes to how these triangles work. Sure. So if we were to do our fourth and goal, one major takeaway from this episode, how would you, do, does, do you need to be all of those things in the empowerment triangle? Is it fine to be one of them? How would you uh, say our audience should approach Getting better through that lens. Well, here's the interesting thing about that. You're not all those things. So whether you're in Cartman's drama triangle, so the interesting part is if if you're in the drama triangle, you're Matt, you're going to play into one of those things as your major. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what that would be for you, but um, if you're in what we call unhealthy zone, you tend to go to one of those points. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you're in healthy empowerment zone, you tend to play into one of those points. So when you're doing an analysis of yourself, you know, that's where you have to find yourself. Because if, you, if you're if you a victim, you're going to play a victim, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so then if I'm the victim, then I got to figure out how I get out of victimhood and, 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 and go to the healthy. How do I get out of that and go to the healthy creator? How do I get to that zone? Because I'm... I don't want to be a victim in life. Sure. Um, if, if, if I'm a victim and, and if I'm a persecutor, I don't want to be a persecutor in life. I don't want to yeah. be, I don't want to go through life being known the villain. I know people, you know, have asked me, God, I don't want people to think I'm the bad guy. Sure. You, know, you heard that like the bad guy, <laughs> you know? So if I don't mean, but, but I'm okay with people thinking, yeah, I'm okay with people thinking, you know, that, Hey, I'm, that I'm not afraid to challenge. Mm hmm. Yeah, you tend to overcorrect if you go towards any one zone trying to get to the other one. Yeah, I mean, and so, and then, and then there's the people who, man, that guy's always playing the hero. Mm-hmm. Always got to be the hero around here. 
You know, yep. you know, because that can be negative too, right? You know, man's always a hero. Mm-hmm. No, you don't want him to know as a hero. You want him to be known as this guy is always willing to get in, help, coach, those kind of things. He's always, but you don't want to be the hero. Yeah. And yeah. so it's all a balancing act. It is. I hope our viewers, you know, truly look at this and, 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 you know, take this perspective and this study of this, this triangle and apply it because it, it is something that affects everyone um, because you're in work life, relationship life. And if you really, I mean, apply this to your life, your relationships and your work life can drastically improve mm-hmm. and figure out who you are. Do some work to figure out who you are and don't be afraid to look at it. Like I told you just a few minutes ago, I told you, you know, look, I had to look at kind of where do I often sometimes play? Mm-hmm. Because I know what I want to be. I know who I want to be, but I've often seen sometimes where I've stepped into being in this role. And I know what I don't want to do. And I don't, I know where I don't want people putting me into too. Mm-hmm. Because when you, when, when I've found myself in that role, people will help you stay in this role. So, so these are these are good points to look at if you want to be highly effective. Thanks for joining us today on the Uncommon CEO Podcast. Subscribe to our show wherever you get podcasts. We have video episodes on our YouTube channel and more Uncommon Wisdom on our social media. Find all our links and resources at UncommonCEOPodcast.com. For Andrew Smart and all of us here at the Uncommon CEO, Stay uncommon.